Hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of Drone Life News. Joining me today, as always, is the owner of DroneLife.com. We're talking about Miss Miriam McNabb. Miriam, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So happy to be here. I'm happy that you're here as well. In fact, in our first story today... It seems like we actually have quite a new and interesting system that's being developed to help pilots. Uh, That's right. If you have crashed your drone and humiliated yourself in front of your friends, well, guess what? (laughs) There's a whole new way to humiliate oneself. But there are some pros. It's a non-punitive system. Miriam, what do you have? (laughs) Okay. It's not humiliating. It's NASA's UAS Accident Reporting System, and it's now open. It's part of the NASA Aircraft Reporting System, and it's about gathering data points. So the NASA system is anonymous. It is non-punitive. If you've made a mistake and done something that you shouldn't do, they're not going to report you. You know, you're not going to get in trouble from the FAA. But they are encouraging people who have had a flyaway or a problem, an accident where nobody got hurt. If somebody got hurt, then there's a different place to report that. But um, if you have had an accident or a problem, to report it then. And and let me put it this way. I am really uh, think that this is a great thing. And if we can encourage as many people as possible to participate, it's really good for the industry because this is about gathering data points. You know, there's so many factors that go into a flight plan. You got to think about weather. You got to think about connectivity. You got to think about the urban landscape and the population density and wind speeds and, and all kinds of different things, battery life and what kind of equipment and what kind of sensors. And if NASA is able to kind of gather enough data points to identify what maybe, you know, equipment that's under a certain weight doesn't do well in wind speeds like this or this particular weather pattern or, um, you know, it doesn't do well unless your connectivity is at least this good, that's going to really contribute to the commercial drone industry. It's going to help people to mitigate risks a lot better. So as much data as can go into a system like that you know, the better off we will all be. So if you have a problem where you didn't get hurt or hurt anybody else, (laughs) please enter all the details, enter the kind of equipment you were using, enter the situation, um, explain, you know, of course, there are always mistakes made, you know, you should have done something differently. But, uh, you know, maybe somebody else can learn from that. Also, maybe somebody else can, uh, who's just starting out hasn't thought of that particular situation, just like you didn't. So if you put all the information you can into the NASA reporting system, uh, I'm sure you're going to put the link uh, to the article I wrote about it, which also has the link to the reporting system. I think that'll be a great thing for the industry. Anonymous, non-punitive, voluntary, just go do it and help everybody out. And the system is available from NASA, but the non-punitive measure is protected by an advisory circular. Is that right? That is correct. So the FAA is committed to this being a non-punitive uh, forum. So you can you can put your information in for the benefit of your uh, drone community and not worry about reprisals. It uh, it makes you wonder, Miriam, if uh, if this data will be used to kind of help and assist 
the domestic manufacturers and help them uh, gather data to make a better product. At least you would hope so. Uh, which brings us to our next story. As many companies are actually struggling to get their drone programs off the ground, they're learning the complexities. And one of the main complexities of drone programs, or one of the main verticals, I should say, is drone delivery. But it seems like Walmart might have a unique bent, a significant difference in the way in which they go about utilizing drone delivery. I know we've, we've kind of heard about this before, Miriam, and how Walmart is using drone up. But I know that you think that, well, they might have a much better opportunity than someone, say, like Amazon. Is, is that right? It is. This was a big story this week. Um, we don't know the exact amount of the investment, but Walmart announced a significant investment in drone services company DroneUp uh, for drone delivery. And when I was writing about this story, you know, the the initial announcement is just that Walmart made this investment in DroneUp to get their drone delivery program started, that they will be uh, starting the first of their um, drone delivery programs at a store in Arkansas and, and, and so forth. But when I was thinking about it, you know, I've been writing about drone delivery since 2014 and, and we've seen sort of these large players. And so if you think about a large player like Amazon, Amazon, I have written articles about Amazon uh, being one of the top lobbyists uh, for the FAA. You know, they, they've invested so much in getting a seat at the table for drone regulations and they have invested in building an aircraft. And that's not a core business for Amazon, you know, building an aircraft. Amazon has a lot of delivery mechanisms. They're not building their own vans. They're not building their own trucks. They're not building their own manned aircraft. But they have had to build their own drones, partly because they were pretty far out in front of the curve on this. You know, they first started planning for drone delivery uh, before there were a lot of commercially available options. But they have a lot of sunk costs in those aircraft. And, uh, you know, they, the fleet, primary fleet only got approved by the FAA in 2020. So they, they, you know, at the same point where there were other, um, many other delivery vehicles on the market. And Amazon has another problem. You know, Amazon has a couple of big, huge warehouses in, in the country. And you can't fly a drone from their warehouse to where I live in the state of New Hampshire. You know, you, you can't do that. So we have distance limitations. You have BB low flight limitations. You have limitations. You can't do that. So Amazon has to figure out a way to get their product next to their consumer in order to really effectively do same day within a same hour drone delivery. And they have come up with all kinds of creative ways to do this. You know, I have written about patents from Amazon, all kinds of things like drone charging stations on top of moving trains, or um, they had one that was like a giant satellite warehouse that would just be floating up in the air and then they would send drones out from that warehouse and and all kinds of creative and fascinating ideas but it's still a problem that needs to be solved how does amazon get their product closer to the consumer you look at somebody like walmart walmart 90% of the U.S. population lives within 10 miles of a Walmart. They already have their supply right next to their consumer. Walmart has no sunk costs in uh, aircraft. 
you know, drone up has always used kind of best of breed, whatever's available, commercially available drones that work for the purpose. They're okay with that. Um, you know, whatever the delivery mechanism is, they've taken a best of breed approach. When I called drone up to talk about the investment, they said, you know, we are looking forward to hiring, acquiring and partnering with the best in the business to scale out our operation for Walmart. So I think this is a great opportunity for Walmart. I think Walmart's much closer to being able to actually achieve this because of that, um, you know, benefit of having their supply close to their customer. And I think it's great for the drone industry because the drone industry has a huge opportunity here. You know, they're saying, hey, we're product agnostic. You bring us the best you got and maybe we'll use it, you know. <laughs> so so that's a great opportunity for everybody in that whole delivery ecosystem. You know, there's, there's delivery boxes <laughs> and tether mechanisms and aircraft and batteries and software and, and all kinds kinds of things that go into drone delivery operations. And now there's really opportunity for a lot of different players out there because Walmart hasn't said, you know, we're building it all all ourselves. Wow. Very fascinating. I mean, you mentioned the fact that Amazon Prime Air got their 135 certificate approval just last year, which kind of begs the question, where is Walmart going with this? Is this a 107 you know, operation here at DroneU, we had written about how 107 drone delivery could actually occur. And there are some limitations to it, but it definitely begs the question, Miriam, is this a 135 operation or is this a new kind of uh, Frankenstein approach to the 107 drone delivery? You know, not a lot of details at this point. So we'll have to see how that all plays out. I don't know um, if it's going to be a you know, what I have seen sort of talks about last mile. I don't know if it'll be like a middle mile thing to a, to a depot to start with. Um, really don't have a lot of details on that yet, but I'm excited to see what happens. I'm just waiting for the day for us to have, uh, you know, urban air mobility Amazon trucks. And instead of the ice cream truck playing its little jingle coming down the street, I'm ready for the Amazon <laughs> truck to fly in and say, Get all the cables that you need right now while we're here before we fly away. <laughs> I cannot wait for that. You know, it's funny. I have a dog. I have, I have this rescue dog. And he's the cutest little thing, but he absolutely loathes delivery trucks. He really has issues. With, I mean, I don't know. And so <laughs> the Amazon drivers are terrified to come to my house because my little 15-pound dog has these like little flashing teeth and everything. I can only imagine what he would do <laughs> the Amazon drone comes to call. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Some damage. <laughs> maybe, maybe the drone being so big, maybe it would uh, scare the little, little puppy away. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> it, would be, it would be fun to find out either way. Which brings us to our next story. It seems like Google Wing, which if many of you remember, were actually proponents for drone pilots when it came to remote ID. One of the few voices in the industry to speak up and to speak up in a way that I feel like many companies were simply afraid to do, which makes you wonder why, right? We're a country of conflicting opinions and we are a place where we're supposed to come together by discussing those opinions but i digress miriam it looks like google wing though is making a lot of drone delivery progress outside of the united states what's going on here well i wrote this 
article and I and I thought that it was actually an interesting point to discuss. So I have a lot of respect uh, for Wing. As you mentioned, Wing was one of the few commercial companies to stand up when remote ID was first came out with the first version and said, hey, we are we really believe in open skies for all. Um, So we really feel that you need to do a better job of including recreational pilots in this. And they were really one of the very few commercial operations to do that. And I think that they have been very uh, consistent in their messaging, you know, open skies for all. And uh, so the story that I wrote this week was the wing participated in the UK's catapult program. They were doing a demonstration of unmanned traffic management and part of unmanned traffic management is remote ID. Um, as you may know, the UK and Europe have really taken a different approach to remote ID than the current US rule indicates. So the current U.S. rule, of course, is broadcast only. Um, they eliminated the network requirement. I think there's some flexibility in the in the wording, so we'll see how everything evolves. But um, it is a different approach than uh, the U.K. has taken, which does account for network ID. And when Wing wrote this blog post about um, their participation in the UK catapult program. And I wrote about it subsequently. Uh, They really said, you know, this is really an example of the benefits of a network ID system. And they kind of pointed out that it gives people the opportunity to see a lot more about flights in crowded airspace. You can see, okay, this is an emergency flight. This is the purpose of the flight. It gives a lot more of an opportunity to share information and work as a cooperative system. And those comments were sort of interesting to me. It kind of gave me the opportunity to look back at what they had written about sort of the drawbacks of a broadcast only uh, ID system. Their primary concern was for privacy. They they felt that there would be too much information about um, consumers. Really, you know, if if for example, let's just say you know somebody sees a CVS drone coming to my house all the time, they might um, make particular uh, assumptions about the products that I'm purchasing or something like that. Which in in general society, we don't accept that level of privacy breach. You know, I don't want people to necessarily know exactly what I'm doing and what companies I'm ordering from all the time. So their concern was that broadcast ID, while it would be effective for sort of defense purposes, for um, defense and enforcement purposes, it might not contribute as much to safety and it might cause privacy concerns. So it was interesting to see as they do continue to collaborate and cooperate on um, unmanned traffic management system, cooperative systems, you know, over in Europe and the UK, they are sort of continuing to say, listen, including network ID can actually uh, have a lot of benefits. And they're pointing that out. To clarify, uh, in the Google Wing um, comments when Remote ID came out, they were saying that the broadcast-only uh, provision as published 
would have right. unexpected consequences. So Correct. It, it would be very interesting to hear uh, now that broadcast can only be seen by law enforcement, etc. I would be really curious to hear their position. But I will say, you know, we're a big proponent here for recreational pilots, hobby pilots. We got to be real, Miriam, right? We all started somewhere, you know, we all started with a love of flight. And so by not supporting uh, everyone, it could, you know, prop up problems, etc. cetera. Um, but, you know, you made a really good point in pre-show and, and that is, you know, well, is, uh, is that the, the issue of, you know, not supporting hobby recreational pilots? Is that an issue or a consequence of previous decisions uh, by certain agencies and bodies? And uh, it's a very, very interesting point, Miriam. I mean, uh, we are in a very unique point in time. But when it comes back to what Google Wing in, is doing in the UK, is their success kind of enabling the testing of remote ID in the UK? Is, is, is remote ID in place in the UK yet? No, I think that these are still projects. I mean, I think we're still in the project stage. You know, we're still in the trial stage and the consortium stage where people are sort of gathering data and sharing that data um, to build it out. And so the, uh, the UK wing system, the catapult project was essentially like a proof of concept that proved the ability to do drone delivery within that network remote ID system. Is that right? Well, the, actually, the catapult program was a um, demonstration. So it included a lot of different commercial drone activities, a lot of different players. It was a larger consortium sort of saying, how could this all work together? How could we sort of function in an airspace where a lot of different drones are doing a lot of different things? How can we deconflict? How can we cooperate? How can we manage this traffic effectively? I just have to say, Miriam, it seems like, uh, you know, as this is our second show, well, there is still a trend developing, which is uh, innovation and development happening outside of the United States. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think that we have gone a long way and maybe in different areas, but it's interesting. We have... Um, you know, the U.S. has some advantages and some disadvantages. So we, you know, unlike Europe, we don't have to get a whole bunch of member states to agree on something, which is obviously, um, I would think, very challenging, right? I mean, it's challenging for anybody. Um, but at the same time, you know, we certainly have uh, the busiest airspace uh, in the world. So it's very hard to balance that. I mean, there there we are. We have the busiest airspace in the world. We have an amazing safety record. We have agencies trying to protect that safety record uh, as they should, as the, as they should. And I, I do think that that kind of can slow us down too. So, yeah, definitely. Well, in all this uh, drone delivery talk, it brings us to our last story, which is actually it's Amazon Prime Day. And for many of you business owners out there, whether you are entrepreneurs or whether you are pilots working for a company today and this week is really the day to pick up all those consumables, all those accessories and anything that you might need or that fits into your amortization schedule. So if you're like me, you buy batteries every year, you buy ND filters every year, you buy SD cards every year, you can save an awful lot of money if you buy them this week. Now, in order to take advantage of these Amazon Prime deals, you do have to be a Prime member, but as 
as Amazon Prime has become so big, you can actually find a lot of deals on other websites as well that do not require a membership. So for example, Miriam, I even found a battery that was $80 cheaper on walmart.com than it was on Amazon. And I was actually kind of surprising just this huge macro effect uh, that we now have Christmas in June. So here we go. <laughs> okay, okay. so now are you going to get that battery delivered by dr- your drone batteries delivered by drone? <laughs> it might be faster if I just fly my drone over there and say put package here and fly it back. <laughs> actually, I just wrote today, Teledyne Fleur is having a huge sale Um too. So if you're going to make a bigger investment into some thermal um, thermal imaging, that's for sale too. Oh, cool. That's, that, you can yeah. actually probably save thousands of dollars. Those cameras are expensive. Absolutely. And they're like up to 25% off. And in fact, one of them is going, and of course now I can't think of the exact thing. I think it's the Vue R. Um, you'll have to check on, <laughs> check on that, put it on the screen or something. Um, yeah. So one of them is they did an end of life announcement. And so it will only be supported through 2023. However, it's uh, wow. A really great deal right now. So I wonder if that's the Fleer view pro that are that you're talking about. I wonder now I got to look, we weren't prepared everyone. So forgive us, but we will definitely have our great team of production add it onto the show. But Miriam, I just want to say again, thank you so much for joining us today. I learned so much from you every single week and I'm very grateful for you. So thank you so much uh, for enlightening everyone here on another episode of drone life news. (laughs) Always fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And everyone else, if you want to check out the links to every news piece that we discussed, they are in the description of the news show below. Whether you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, or Stitcher, or whether you're watching on YouTube, those links are available to you. And as many of you have already realized, yes, we have QR codes for every single story as well. So if you're watching on a desktop, if you're watching on some sort of computer, you can scan those QR codes with your phone and it'll take you right to the articles on dronelife.com. But anyway, thanks again for everyone for joining us. If you love the show, you found something useful and you want to give us a pay it forward, just leave us a review or subscribe or like the show and leave us a review wherever you do listen. Thanks again for joining us. This is Drone Life News.